This morning we have a special guest. Zoe, why don't you um, come on up with Teen Challenge? Um, yep. He's the director at their Essicada. Yep. Yeah, and you, so I'm just going to let you turn it over. So we're in for a real treat. Thanks, Pastor Dennis. So good to be with you guys this morning. All right. So good to be here. This building is beautiful. The last time I was at Hillside, we were in an elementary school um, on the highway. Uh, so, wow, what a blessing. I spoke with, with somebody this morning and said that you guys had moved into this building during COVID. And I've actually been to this building before this was Hillside Church. And this place, you guys remodeled this. This is, like, beautiful. So sharp. I love the paintings on the wall. The worship team, awesome. Thank you guys for leading us in worship. Yeah, let's give it up for the worship team. Um, Hillside Church is, is, a, um, is a friend of Teen Challenge, and I remember when I uh, graduated or when I went through the program, Pastor Dave would come out to the campus when we were out on 82nd, and he would just walk in, and um, I remember I was a lot smaller than I was now, and um, uh, was getting sober, and he, would, he came through the front door, and I'm like, man, who is that, like, massive guy with a smile on his face, like, he is so happy. He was so full of joy. I'm like, is that, is that real? And, and then he kept coming back, and I started to realize it is real. He is so full of joy. And um, he would see me, and he'd go, Z, how's it going, brother? And he would come and give me a hug, and I'm like, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me. Um, and I just loved him from the very, from the very, uh, from the very start. And uh, his son, Matthew, would come and do chapels, and so I know him, him well, and, um, and Matthew lead worship for us at the campus, and just, they're such a blessing to us, and um, so, you know, thank you for sharing your pastor with us. Uh, he's a good man, and we love him a lot. Um, my name is Zori. Um, I'm the director of the Portland Men's Campus. Uh, we're out in Estacada, and I know many of you guys know who we are. Um, you know, like I said, this church is a big supporter of our ministry. Um, I actually just moved down from Tacoma. I've been on staff at uh, an Assemblies of God church in the Tacoma area, um, that's my beautiful wife right there in the second row with the curly black hair. Her name's Aveda. Yeah. Um, we just moved down. Um, we actually have a picture up on uh, that I brought with you. If you guys want to go ahead and throw that up, that's my my family. That's our wedding picture, and uh, that's my beautiful stepdaughter Tessa. She just turned six in February, and um, she's not here with us this morning. But uh, just love them. Then that just that's just a blessing from God. Um, so, yeah, that's us. We got married last year in uh, 2021, March 2021. And, um, yeah, see, I got it. I got the first one down, so I'm good, you know, March 13th. Um, but, yeah, that's my family. Um, we're so excited just to be here with you guys. Um, and then those are the students from Teen Challenge over there in the corner. So would you guys give it up for them? <clears throat> yeah, those are brave men that are sitting over there and. uh God is doing a work in their hearts and in their lives, and uh, I'm thankful that you guys get to be a part of it. And we have a video for you, so why don't you guys go ahead and just play that video really quick. In 1958, David Wilkerson traveled to New York City to preach the gospel to teenage gangs. He quickly recognized that drug and alcohol addiction was consuming the lives of the youth. Adult and Teen Challenge was founded to address the growing addiction epidemic. And today, the need is greater than ever, and everything we do always comes back to our primary mission, to make disciples. We want to put hope within reach of every addict. In 1983, 
Mike Hodges opened the first campus in Oregon, and now the Adult and Teen Challenge Pacific Northwest Family of Ministries has expanded to five states throughout the region. For the last four decades, we have been growing and refining our approach to the discipleship process. We recognize that people need more than just sobriety. They need every area of their life to be transformed by the gospel. So we offer a comprehensive approach to recovery. At the core of our ministry is our residential recovery program. When students walk through our doors, they meet Jesus. And when they meet Jesus, the transformation process begins. Within the structure of a campus and in the community of peers and our staff, they develop spiritual disciplines. They learn how to pray, how to study scripture, how to worship, and how to be lifelong disciples of Christ. And as their faith grows, they find freedom. It's a sanctuary. It's a place to check out from this craziness of this world and not have all the pressures of responsibilities, but just one thing in mind, establishing a relationship with the Lord. Addiction creates complex behavioral health challenges, so we have integrated Life Renewal to provide state-approved counseling by our own professionally trained addiction counselors. Our students participate in individual and group therapy, and our counselors equip them with the tools they need to heal from their past and apply biblical principles to their lifelong recovery. We are offering students evidence-based treatment with a Christian worldview. This will allow them to live their lives um, in a more successful and positive way while also helping them to stand strong in their identity. We were designed to work, created to be productive. So our vocational training program helps our students establish the skills needed to be productive members of our society. Our thrift stores, work crews, and other vocational experiences teach important life skills, teamwork, leadership, stewardship, and integrity. We help students discover the joy of an honest day's work. And rather than sitting on the sidelines during their recovery, they build confidence as they put their new skills into practice. I see students really adapt very well in the stores. They're enjoying the environment they're in. They're, they're productive. They, you see uh, there's a reward in work that you've never seen before with students. The works that our students do sets them up to thrive once they leave our program. Discipleship is not just about learning the gospel, but also living it out. David Wilkerson founded this ministry on outreach. So Hope Outreach gives our students the opportunity to discover the joy of serving to give back to their community, and to deliver hope beyond our campus walls. We work with local partners to bring compassion to our communities. Our students share their stories to bring prevention and awareness to local schools. We establish community discipleship groups for those in recovery, and we share the hope we have found in Christ through evangelism. At Adult and Teen Challenge, our comprehensive approach to recovery is allowing us to broaden our reach and improve outcomes for our students. Our comprehensive approach helps us put hope within reach of every addict and make lifelong disciples. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. But that's a really cool thing to see someone being um, given that opportunity to experience hope for the first time and everything about them begins to change. I just have an undeniable passion for God. I, he has brought me through so much and it honestly could only come from him. Probably the best decision I've ever made coming to the program. The program really molded me into a man of God. Like when I came in the program, I was a kid, I was 18 years old. Um, and it was in the program that I learned how to become a man as a student. Teen Challenge has uh, helped save my life.
Yeah, what a great video. Yeah, give it up. A lot of the faces in that video are personal friends of mine and um, our lives that, those are not like canned uh, things, by the way. Those are real people, real men and women that work at Teen Challenge, that have graduated from Teen Challenge, and that their lives are different um, because of the work that the Lord is doing in the program. Um, we're going to uh, be looking at 1 Corinthians today, 17, or, or 2 Corinthians, sorry, chapter 5, 17 through 21. We're going to be talking about transformation. Um, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. The old has gone and the new is, is here. Um, when I got to Teen Challenge in 2015, I was addicted to heroin and my life was in shambles. I was alone and uh, I was heartbroken and lost and I needed love and I needed a savior and I had been through a lot of different treatment programs, detoxes. Um, as you guys know, being from the Portland area, the, the drug epidemic and addiction problem is... Um, this is one of the worst parts of the country for it. Um, and I was a victim of that. I thought I was a victim. I guess I wouldn't say I was a victim, but in some ways I was. Um, Jesus just hadn't got a hold of my heart yet. Um, and um, I went into Adult and Teen Challenge, and my life began to change. Uh, I learned who Jesus was. I began to read the Bible. I had men who... Um, pastored me and loved me. Like I said, Pastor Dave was there with us um, and just started to begin to show me a new way to live life. Um, and this scripture is true for me. This is my testimony. And I think as Christians, it's so easy to read a piece of scripture like that and it sounds pretty and it's poetic, um, but we can lose touch with the reality of what's actually being said. And I don't ever want to lose touch with the reality of Scripture, with the reality of what the power of God and how he moves and how he works in our lives. And so I just want, I, I, main thing, I just want to remind you to um, not to lose touch with the power of the message of the gospel and who Jesus is. So maybe you need to remind yourself of your testimony this morning, and I pray that God will do that for you and just recharge you and refresh you this morning. Can transformation really happen? I mean, I think that's, that's a question that a lot of people might think when they read that statement or when they look at the statistics of drug addiction um, and they look at just how often, or maybe you even know somebody. Chances are a lot of you guys probably do know somebody in your family that has been, a, you know, struggled with addiction and you've watched them try and go to a treatment facility and go to a 12-step program or, you know, they make some kind of a commitment and maybe they even do well for a period of time, but then what happens? They end up going back. Um, you know, so I think for me, I thought like there is no way I'm ever going to be able to change. When I was, I remember when I was in my addiction, I just, I finally got to a place where I just said, I am never going to be able to do this. And this is just the way I'm going to die. And, uh, and that was a really horrible place. And it wasn't true. And that's the, that's the lie that the enemy wants people to think. But where do we actually see this transformation really happen? Well, I can tell you that this transformation is happening in the men that are sitting in these seats over here. I know that. And it's not always a quick thing. 
it's not always something that happens right away, but that happens over, over a time and, and a period of process and repetition. I have to continue to read this stuff. I have to continue to meditate on what Jesus is speaking to me in the scriptures because it takes time. You know, I was, you know, including the time that I was a student and as an intern at Teen Challenge, it was two years of time that I invested of just getting up in the morning, reading my Bible, praying, learning how to walk and become a different person, letting the, um, you know, learning how to make new habits and, and learn new skills and learn how to work and not make decisions based off of my emotions all the time and whatever was the easiest option, you know, I had to, to reroute that. And so there's a process that goes into it, um, but Jesus wants to walk us through that. And I'm just so thankful when I read something that, that the old can be gone and that the new can be here. Let's look forward. Verses 18, it says, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Teen Challenge is the ministry of reconciliation. Um, the church is the ministry of reconciliation. We are the ministry of reconciliation. So once we actually discover that the old can be gone and, and Christ gives us a new life, it's our job to then be, as we'll look forward ahead, is that uh, Paul actually says we're ambassadors. Um, but it's our job to, to share what God has done for us and in our lives, and, and that's what drives me every single day. That's, um, God called me to ministry in Teen Challenge. Um, you know, I just thought that I would probably just go and get sober and get a job and, you know, have a family and just be successful, and that was going to be what would satisfy me. And the Lord quickly told me that, you know, that wasn't his purpose for my life. Um, and that's actually not his purpose for anybody's life, to just be successful and gather material things and live the American dream. Um, and I'm so thankful that Jesus called me to do what I'm doing today. And it truly is an honor to get to share the gospel with you guys and just to represent the men in this room and to represent the program of Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, my journey led me to a place of, um, of brokenness, but from where it led me, God totally changed the trajectory of my life. I uh, went to Bible college. I worked at Teen Challenge for, I think, three years after completing the internship, two or three years after completing the internship. Started going to Bible college at Northwest University. That's where I met my wife, Aveda. Um, and then got credentialed with the Assemblies of God and went on to, to do ministry. And I've been serving at a church in Tacoma for the last couple of years, like I said. Um, and God has just continually opened doors and blessed us. And I keep telling the men, it just keeps getting better. Like, it's just the beginning. Where you, when you start with Jesus, it's just the beginning. And he has blessings and mercy and good things for you that you just can't even imagine. I just thought in my mind, like, there's no way, God. There's no way that if I just sit in this program for a year and don't work and don't take care of certain responsibilities that, I'm, that this is going to be a, a progression for me. Like, I'm just running away. You know, I thought, I've been sober for three months. I'm ready to just go back out and start my life. And um, God's, <laughs> it doesn't make sense on paper, you know. It just doesn't. Um, yeah, I'm sure you guys have experienced that. The process of coming from old to new, it's a different process. And sometimes we expect our walk with Jesus to resemble the way that kind of the progression of, of life in the world was. But it's not that way at all. 
Um, we used to have, you, Teen Challenge was kind of the model when I started was that it was like you were either ready to just come right in and go into the year-long program, or if you couldn't do that, then you, know, you would have to find a different option. Um, in the video, it discussed uh, our outpatient services. So we started a um, licensed drug and alcohol um, outpatient treatment, and that's actually right next to our thrift store. So people can actually come into the program of Adult and Teen Challenge um, through outpatient services, which we can offer to the community. Our students also do that. It's called Life Renewal, and they get to see um, state-licensed therapists, which I just think is an incredible um, addition to the ministry. So if you weren't aware of that, that's something new that we're doing. I mean, if you take a drive down to 82nd in Southeast Portland, you'll see the need on the streets there. It's bad. You know, like I said, we've been in Tacoma for the last couple years, which is also bad. But when I drove down to the thrift store to come and meet some of the team down there, it was bad when I left, and it's a lot worse. Um, and so we're actually able to take people in that have, like, severe mental health issues. Um, they can see therapists that can coordinate with hospitals and other kind of medical programs. So we're just, we've expanded our ability to reach a, a much larger audience of people. And so I'm just super excited about that. Um, and it also just benefits our students as they go through and progress through the traditional Teen Challenge program. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And that's what it's all about. I believe that one of the main purposes and one of the, one of the most beautiful elements of the program of Adult and Teen Challenge is um, the calling that God places on the lives of the men and women that go through it. I mean, if you look at Scripture and you look at the characters of the Bible, what do, we, what do we see? Men and women that were flawed. Men and women that made big mistakes, but that had a big calling on their life and that had potential to make a massive impact in their kingdom, in Israel, um, wherever they were in the world. The disciples to go out and to share the gospel with the world. The disciples who most of the time didn't really even understand the rabbi that they were following. The men in this room that have struggled with, um, with life, with addiction, myself, God places a call on their life to go out and to be ambassadors. And he places a call on your life to go out and be an ambassador. And when I think of that word ambassador, I imagine myself, I imagine like if you work for the government, if you work for the U.S. government and you are an ambassador to a country, like it is your job to go and live in that country and to communicate on behalf of the country that you came from. And that is like your life, to represent the country that you came from with dignity and with honor um, and to just prosper that relationship with whatever country it is that you're living in. I want to think of my walk with Jesus, my calling with Jesus is that he's assigned me to be an ambassador. And when I think of life in that ter in the, on those terms that I'm living here, that that's my purpose. My purpose isn't to be successful. My purpose isn't to, you know, have a, a career or, you know, 
any of those things. My purpose is to be an ambassador for Jesus, and so that's why we're here. And Teen Challenge has evangelistic roots, um, and I just hope to continue those evangelistic roots um, to, to bring the message of you, not just to invite you to support us and to be a part of what we're doing, but to be encouraged in your own walk with Jesus. I shared a little bit that Pastor Dave and Matt have come out. Um, volunteers are a huge part of what we do. They play a massive role in the ministry of Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, and so I just want to offer, um, you know, and let you guys know that, that we have a need for volunteers at our campuses, at our thrift stores. Um, if you have time, if, if you feel led, if, this, if, if who we are and what we're doing, if, if, this, if this makes any move or impression on your heart, I just want to encourage you that there are ways to get involved. Um, I'd love to chat with you after service about um, just volunteer options. Um, you know, we have different people come out from churches and preach, or um, we've had churches come and serve meals to the guys, um, people who have volunteered to give rides for appointments. Um, there's so many different ways people come and help out organizing the stuff at the thrift store. Um, our need is great, um, and you're invited. We want you guys to, to be a part of not just supporting us financially and as a church um, and as a local missions um, project, but as actually getting involved. We want you to come be a part of the men's lives, minister to them. I want the guys to see, um, you know, godly marriages and godly men that are living life outside of the walls of Teen Challenge that are involved in a church that, you know, are successful, that work hard. I need you. We need you. So please, please come and talk to me, and I will make every effort to, to get you involved. Verse 21, one more time. It said, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I never thought that anything about my life would be righteous. You know? I never thought that uh, anything would be, I would ever amount to anything good. And you don't even have to be an addict to experience feelings of that. Come on, like, have you ever felt just feelings of self-doubt, feelings of I'm not good enough, or like I'm never going to be what God's asking me to do, or I'm not talented enough, I'm not gifted enough, I'm not pretty enough, I can't do that, I don't speak well, I can't get up in front of people, you name it. We all have self-doubts. We all have voices that we hear that tell us that we can't do, we can't be, or we're never going to be. Maybe you had a father or a mother that you could never do anything right, that it just never was good enough. I'm here to tell you that God says that you can be the righteousness of God in Christ. When you accept Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. You're, he's no longer counting your sins against you, but he views you as loved, as cherished, as valuable, as important, as gifted, and he has a purpose for every single one of you in this room. And I believe many of you may have a purpose to be involved in our ministry. There's a reason why um, your pastor is partnered with, the, with this ministry and with Teen Challenge, because he believes in it. And I know that you guys believe in it, too. Do you, any of you guys in this room sponsor a, a student? Yeah, some of you guys. Thank you. Um, one, of the, one of the most practical ways in... Um, probably the easiest way that we invite people to partner with us is we have a sponsorship student program. So um, certain students that are in the program, 
Um, you can actually sign up to support them financially um, during their stay at Teen Challenge. Um, and it's a commitment of a monthly gift of $45 a month. Um, and this is probably one of the best ways to, to support us financially. You actually will get updates um, of the students' success. We'll send you kind of like a bio card and you'll get to meet them. Um, if you want to come out to the campus, there are ways to arrange that. Um, some sponsors choose to do that, some choose not to. Um, my wife and I sponsor students, um, and we have for ever since I completed the program. I believe in it, um, and it's so cool just to see and get these updates and, and see you know, what, what scriptures are, are speaking to the guys, what, um, what things are happening in their lives, what needs do they have. Um, it's just a way to bless somebody else that's going through a difficult time in life, and that, you know, and that isn't just asking for something, but is actually, they're actually putting in the work and taking the steps to change their life. And so we can't, as a church, as a community, drive through Southeast Portland, see the condition of the people that are there, and then just go on about living our lives comfortably. We cannot do that. We can't do that. We have to be able to say that we made an effort, that we tried, that we put ourselves out on the line to help people that are in need. And yeah, people have made bad choices, and it is, there is a temptation to say, well, they need to take responsibility for that. You know, it was, it's nobody's fault but their own. And in a lot of cases, that is true, but that isn't the heart of Jesus. What does the scripture say? God's not counting the sins against the people, but he's making a way for them. And if we're Christ's ambassadors, and if that's the way that God sees the world, then that's the way that we need to see the addicts who are stuck in the drug epidemic. And when they've come to a place like Teen Challenge and they've said, I'm ready. God, show me what you have for me. Teach me. I'll follow you. Then we need to be there as the church to say, here you go. Let us help you out. Let us help you out. And so that's, that's really what our student sponsorship program is. It's a commitment to say, I'm going to follow this man's journey. I'm going to support him financially to make sure that he can stay. And we, as an organization, we open up the doors to all students. So you could be homeless and come right in off the streets like I was and have no money at all um, and no possessions. Um, you know, I had like one bag of clothes when I came in um, and I was sleeping in my car and Teen Challenge opened its doors to me and I had no way to make any commitment financially that I would be able to pay for any of it. Um, like I said, we have thrift stores. The guys work. There are different avenues of, of, that we generate funds through, but the biggest avenue is through the generosity of the church. And so I just want to invite you guys, um, pray about it, think about it. We will be in the back. Um, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to talk with you and get you signed up to sponsor a student. And I just want to say one more thing as we close. If you know somebody that is struggling uh, with a life-controlling issue, drugs, alcohol, um, any uh, number of things, that we, we just want to say, like, we're here to help them. Um, we have campuses that are in Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Alaska, and we are, this is what we do. And so um, if you guys would, for a second, take out your cell phones. I know, it's church, but... I want to give you guys a phone number. All right, hold your phones up if you got them out. 
Let me see him. All right. Okay, put this number in your phone, 877-302-7149. That's the intake line for the um, Adult and Teen Challenge. Yeah, I'll read it again, definitely. 877-302-7149. And uh, I'd like to invite the worship team just to come back up, if you guys would, please. Sure. Yeah, that's the intake number. Is anybody needed again? One more time. 877-302-7149. So, yeah, if you have a loved one someone that's struggling and they've tried all different kinds of means to get clean, to get sober, to find change, and you as a Christian know really what they actually need, um, you can send, a, send them to us and we'll do everything we can to find them, to get them a program. If it's a woman, we have programs that take women with children. Um, so don't, don't let there be a barrier. Call us, we'll help you, we'll work with you, we'll do our absolute best to find a way to get your loved one into a program. And then I also just want to encourage you that if you're here today and your faith feels um, maybe your faith feels a little dry this morning and maybe you feel like you're going through the motions that you're reading scripture you're tithing, you're coming to church, you might even be serving, but that you've lost that passion and that spark and that hunger that you had, that you once had. I just want to call you back to a place of excitement for who Jesus is. I want to call you back to a place of remembering where you came from and where you are. That the old is gone and the new is here. Church, we can live in a place of excitement and gratitude and passion for who Jesus is. We can walk in obedience and passion for Christ that when people see our lives, they believe it. Like I said, when Pastor Dave walked through the doors of Teen Challenge and I saw the smile on his face, it stood out to me. And that's what I think about when I think of Pastor Dave as this man who is filled with joy. And I think to myself, when I'm at his stage of life, when I'm his age, that's the kind of man I want to be. And do you know why he's that way? Because he reminds himself the truth of what this gospel is saying. Because he believes in the power of Jesus. Because he wants to see a life transformation happen in everybody that he communicates with. That's my heart for you, for this church, for the men of our campus, for our community, for Portland, to see men and women that are truly walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you guys stand this morning? And would you pray with me? Go ahead and bow your heads. 
Lord, I just pray for any soul, any man, woman in this room who doesn't know you. God, I pray that you would speak to their hearts and soften their hearts right now to receive you. Holy Spirit, would you fill this house? Would you remove a heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh in Jesus' name? And God, for every uh, child of yours, God, that loves you and that follows you, Lord, I pray that they would just fresh, sense a fresh anointing on their life. A fresh outpouring of your presence on their hearts right now. God, would you begin to stir a new vision for what it means to follow you? Would you begin to stir a new passion, God? Would you bring back an old passion that's died, Lord? God, to serve your kingdom in some way, Lord. But some lie came in at some point and said, I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. I'm shy. I'm timid. Whatever it is, God. I pray that you remove it and replace it with confidence, Lord, for what you've asked them to do. God, would you make us bold Christians, Lord, that don't just show up to church on Sunday, God, and have a nice lunch and then go about our lives, Lord, but that we would truly walk in a way that, that outreaches, Lord, to the community, God, of Portland, to the community of Damascus, Lord, of Sunnyside, God, what our lives, what, what happens in this church make a difference in the community that it resides in, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just lift up any family member or friend represented by the people in this room, Lord, that are struggling and that don't know you. Lord, I pray that they would come and they would turn to one of these family members or one of these people represented here, God, and that the family member or friend, Lord, would have an answer for them and a response, Lord. God, because of what they heard today, Lord, because of what you're speaking today, because of the testimony, Lord, that you are demonstrating, Lord, that they would be able to say, here's the number. And that that person would have the courage, Lord, to say yes, wherever they are right now, lost, hurting, sad, broken. Bring them home, Lord. God, would your kingdom advance would the tide of darkness in Portland begin to shift, Lord? As we play our role, God, as each one of us does our part in your kingdom, God, we surrender to your will in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you, Zoe. That was powerful.